Quench not the Spirit. I'm not sure that this isn't the text of all texts that the Church of God speaking generally needs to consider at the present time. We are very clear, are we not, upon that first one? Let everything be done decently and in order? Why, we are experts on it. The trouble is that we are so clear about that that we are guilty of quenching the Spirit. In our reaction from the false, we've gone to another position which is equally false. What do I mean? Well, I mean something like this. Take that fear of confusion, for instance. That is no danger as we, as far as we are concerned, is it? What is our position? Well, our position is that everything is perfectly controlled. Everything is nice, orderly, correct, formal, and above all, respectable. I just ask you again to take the church as you've known the Christian church and to consider in the light of the New Testament epistles. You see the difference? You don't need whole tracts of the New Testament today. Well, because the church is in this formal, dead, and utterly respectable position. Now, it's very interesting to observe certain things from the historical standpoint. You will always observe that when forms of service become popular, the spirit is less in evidence, and you move further away from the New Testament. The very characteristic of the New Testament church was this spontaneity, this life, this living quality, this vivacity. But as you fall away from the spirit and his influence, everything becomes formal. So you have forms of service. You will find that the church in every period of declension becomes much more formal in her service. She adopts forms of service. She tends to turn to liturgy and to ritual. And they like having processions. All this is a part of formal religion. But you know, on the other end, every time you get a revival, you find all that kind of thing stopping. You come back to the simplicity of the New Testament. The contrast, if I may put it without being at all offensive, is this, is between a cathedral service and a service by the Lord Jesus Christ sitting in a boat by the lakeside, or these people meeting in one another's houses in Corinth, Thessalonica, Rome, and everywhere else. That's the contrast. No pomp, no ceremony, no ritual, no processions, no vestments, no dressing up. No, no, but a freedom of the spirit and things happening. And the people singing out of their hearts. That's what you get in every period of awakening and revival. But when the church is not in revival, you get an emphasis upon choirs. And not merely choirs, but paid choirs and paid quartets and soloists in the choir. And the congregation just sits or stands and listens. And the choir even does the singing for them. But the moment you get a revival, the people want to sing themselves. Now you see, this is the exact opposite, isn't it? This is quenching the spirit. There's no need to say to such people, let everything be done decently and in order. That's their one concern. And haven't you noticed this appalling tendency in the church and the life of the church today? Programs have been coming in. Everything is mapped out. I know that up to a point these things have to be done. But surely we are in danger of quenching the spirit. Every item is put down and the time is put by it. A man starts at this point, he ends at another. My friends in the ministry tell me 
that more and more are they finding this as they go around preaching in different churches from Sunday to Sunday. I'm told now repeatedly that even in evangelical churches, the visiting minister is handed an order of service paper, and literally it is put down before him, 11 o'clock, scripture sentences, and on you go through your list, everything timed, 12 p.m., 12, 12 o'clock noon, benediction. Well, all right, you laugh at that, my friends, but I think it's the most tragic thing that one can conceive of. There is no merit in long sermons as such. God knows there isn't. There is no point in length for the sake of length. But that isn't the question. The question is, are we giving the Holy Spirit an opportunity? Are we so tied by our programs that he's excluded? Why this formality? Why this tying down of everything? What if the Spirit should suddenly come? I do commend this matter to you very seriously. 